0: Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winling, and I'm super excited to have my guest on here today, Kevin Parker. He is the Winning Against All Odds speaker and coach and author. So welcome, 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 Kevin.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm absolutely honored to be on your show. Since I've met you, I've had amazing synergy with you and I just couldn't wait to be on your show and speak to your audience.
0: Oh gosh. Well, when I was writing down my, when I was getting my podcast list together, you were definitely on the top of my list. So I'm, I'm honored to have you on today and I can't wait to uh, see what we talk about today. So I met Kevin at a seminar at an event, Tony Robbins Date with Destiny 2017, I believe.
1: It was, 2017. Yeah, 2017,
0: and it was our first day. It was a week-long event. Day one, I look over, and there's Kevin having the time of his life. We high-five and hug. That's just what you do at a Tony Robbins event, and I couldn't go a day without hugging and high-fiving Kevin all day. Like You inspired me so much through that event, and I I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me get through such a powerful, powerful event that Date with Destiny is. So.
1: You were my absolute favorite person that I met in that event with, what was there, 5,000 people there? Yes. To give or take, but you were one of my favorite. I would always look forward to finding you in the crowd, locking eyes, running over, and giving you a big bear hug, and just getting excited about the energy that you brought to the table every day. So,
0: well, you did the same for me. And it is true. You guys, you know, I tell people on here a lot, Kevin, I say, you know, your, your tribe is so important and my tribe is so important to me. And when I started living my life, really living my life and being present in life, you're drawn, the right people are drawn to you. And as we were drawn to each other, I mean, you've really helped get me through and I would look for you every day when I walked in that room. And we would move around, you guys, we would move to a different section each day. And we were always like near each other in the same section. So I I would find you first thing. So thank you. One of the
1: things that one of the people that I work with always remind me is your vibe attracts your tribe. Yes. It always rung truth to me that really struck a bell in my eyes because it's absolutely true. The, the vibration, the energy you put out certainly attracts the people.
0: And we've stayed connected since we met in uh, 2017. I reach out to you quite a bit. And I thank you. Thank you for always getting right back to me. But, you know, when you have special friendships and special bonds and you connect with people like that, like I definitely feel like you're that guy I could call and you're going to get right back to me. Anytime. So thank you. Thank you for that. So,
1: (laughs) pleasure. I value very important people in my life and I consider you one of them.
0: Aww. So tell us a little bit about this winning against all odds.
1: So, this has pretty much been a mission starting from when I was a little kid. I won against all odds. When I was a little kid, I was bullied and picked on, and I never felt like enough. I never felt like I fit in never felt comfortable in my own skin and I was from a broken family and I was the stepchild of a family my stepbrother used to pick on me all the time and I felt really physically mentally emotionally abused for a long time and it led me to drugs which kind of really opened up the shell to my life and was the root meaning and the downfall of everything that I went through in my life
0: mm.
1: At a very young age I got introduced to marijuana, and alcohol. I would say about 10, 11 years old. I started smoking and drinking, and it periodically got worse throughout the years. When I got into high school, I wasn't getting picked on, but at that time, I was a full-blown stoner and alcoholic. I was one of the most popular kids. I turned from the kid that got picked on to one of the most popular kids in school, honor student, played baseball, football. All the girls had crushes on me and all the Guys were friends with me. You
0: were the cool Kevin, right? You were the cool
1: Kevin. It it literally changed over a summer. I went from eighth grade uh, summer to ninth grade. My whole life completely changed, but it kind of consumed me, the the life of addiction, because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. So when I took drugs and and alcohol, it made me feel comfortable. I had this identity, and it kind of took over me for a while. I started periodically doing more and more every single day and I got introduced to cocaine and ecstasy Mm. about junior year of high school and the second that I tried cocaine I I knew that it was going to have a strong hold on me I didn't do it every day but when I did it I couldn't stop until the roosters started roostering and the cows didn't come home because I didn't stop till I didn't have a dollar in my pocket I couldn't get it and there was literally no way I could get any more I got to the point where I was doing it at school. I even wow. had to it all night before a baseball game and winded up having a seizure on the baseball field in front of my family, friends, teammates, and everybody in my school. I didn't think I had a problem. I winded Of up,
0: course not. Yeah.
1: I wound up getting through high school. Although I was starting the honors, my grades plummeted until I about 55. I just got out of high school to the skin of my teeth. At this point, I was a, a full-blown addict. And about six months after high school, I got into a head-on collision with a bus. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was absolutely devastating. The bus ran the red light, hit me head first, and I injured my neck and my back. I had herniated discs in my neck, herniated discs in my back. And from this point on, I was introduced to painkillers, which was the-
0: Dun, 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 right?
1: That was the doomsday of my life because I was already an addict and I didn't realize how physically, mentally, and emotionally addictive painkillers and opiates were. I started taking them as five milligrams, 7.5, 10 milligrams. And in the beginning, it made me feel like Superman. I could do absolutely anything. I was able to exercise, work out. It felt like myself. I I had energy. It felt like a super pill. And you're getting the
0: medication from your doctor, so it's okay. My doctor,
1: yeah. (laughs) It's okay. I felt like I was doing a good deed over here by getting my drugs from my doctor. And periodically, my tolerance grew. So what normally the job didn't do it anymore. So I winded up having to take 10 milligrams and 50 to 30. Before I knew it, I was taking six to eight, 30 milligram oxycodone a day just to get through the day. At this point, I dropped out of college. I got into the union. I was working heavy labor in the union, building high rises in Manhattan. Working wow. On well, pain pills. <laughs> Yeah, I was taking painkillers. I was spending about $800 a week on painkillers just so I could go to work, just so I can afford my pills, just so I can go to work. It was this vicious cycle that I was stuck on, and I was absolutely stuck. I was a slave to my addiction, and everything in my life just fell apart before my eyes. I didn't even realize it was going. Every relationship I ever had, every good friend I ever had stopped talking to me because they couldn't support my addictive behavior and what I was doing with my life and how I was treating myself. Every relationship ended because of my drug use, my dignity, my self-respect. I lost my apartment, my car. Wow. Everything that I ever had, I lost the drugs, and I didn't even see it. it was and you just, couldn't stop? could not stop. I was absolutely helpless. I was a slave. It got to the point where I lost everything I had to move with my father. He looked at me. He said, he let me stay there for about six months. He looked at me, one day, he's like, Kevin, you need to go away. i was like, I'm not going away. I don't have a problem. I'm just tired. They performed an unprofessional intervention, which was a big mistake. And I learned that through experience in the morning. They bombarded me, told me that I have nine a.m. slammed on my door, told me to get up. They all bombarded me, told me, I need to, I need to get help. I'm a drug addict. If I don't get help, I need to get out of the house right now.
0: And they didn't know they thought they were doing good. So
1: yeah, that's the one thing. Like people get resistant when you start accusing them or getting defensive. Was the first instinct to pull back, to pull back, and to get defensive and start defending yourself? So they didn't give me an open space to communicate and and clarify how I felt about the whole situation. I immediately got defensive. I was like, screw you guys to hell with this. I'm leaving. I don't need you. in the middle of November. It was freezing cold out. I was high as a kite. I was in a tank top and shorts. I put, wow. I put two pairs of Jordans in a book bag, a shirt, <laughs> some underwear, and a toothbrush, and then I threw that on my back, and I put a safe on my shoulder, and I stormed out the house. I don't need you guys. I'm done with this world. You'll never see me again. I walked about a half a mile with a safe on my shoulder, the freezing cold, and a tank top and shorts. I must have looked like a psycho
0: <laughs> to anybody
1: that was driving by. But I was on a mission, and I was on a mission to get to my friend's house to tell my friend's mother how unfair my father was and how much he hated me and how he kicked me out of the house and he doesn't want me to live. And all this. And she bought it. Wow. So she cooked me a nice bowl of macaroni and cheese that night. And I'll never forget. It was delicious. But that should have been the last meal of my life. I, they woke up. I didn't wake up. Everybody woke up in the morning. They found me face first in my vomit, completely unresponsive. They started freaking out. They called the ambulance. They got me into the ambulance. My heart stopped in the ambulance. I died in the ambulance, and they revived me. They got me stable. Got me to the ICU, and I spent... The next three weeks in a coma, completely unresponsive, fighting for my life. Now I aspirated in seizure. I swallowed my throat. up. My lungs stopped. I developed multi-organ failure. My liver, my kidneys, my lungs, my heart, my brain. Everything shut down on me. I had 105 fever, topping out at 108 degrees. They had me on the ice blankets, but nothing was stopping the fever. I was wow. flying. Brain was frying. I had 30% oxygen in my brain. My liver and kidneys were not pumping the blood, filtering it fast enough, so my blood became toxic to my body, and I developed sepsis. My lungs were full of vomit. My blood pressure plummeted. I had edema. All four of my limbs turned black, full of fluids, and developed gangrene. And I was in such a bad shape. They were like, there's no way you're going to make it. My parents were like, you don't know my son. He's stronger than you can imagine he's going to get through this the doctors will look at my parents like they were out of their mind like these people are denied they're they're delusional they don't know what's going on their son is dead right now mm. i died two more times in the hospital and the third time the doctor said i'm sorry there's nothing we can do he's not going to make you better make arrangements they had a priest come in and read my last rites nothing short of a miracle without any warning i just woke up wow when i woke up I was hooked up to about 10 different machines. I had tubes in my throat, tubes in my lungs, tubes in my genitals. I looked around. My mother, my father, my brother were in complete tears. And I knew I did this. And I knew I messed up. I didn't know what I did. I went to go say something and I couldn't even speak because the tubes were down my throat. Couldn't even tell my mother I was sorry. Mm. I was 100 pounds soaking wet. And I remember just praying to God, please, God, get me out of this. If you get me out of this, I promise you, I'm going to make a difference. I promise you, i learned my lessons. Just give me a second chance. I beg you, God, please. And at this time, I was an atheist. I didn't know, I didn't even know what any kind of spiritual belief was.
0: Yeah, but, but everybody, everybody goes to God when, you know. When
1: there's <laughs> no atheist in a foxhole, <laughs> you that. When, you're, you're, when you're at the end of your life, you're looking for something to latch onto. And I found it that day. But... I remember those days, those deep conversations with my higher power and just didn't know who it was or what it was, but I needed help and I pray every night and and I got my wish. The doctor came out after about about another month of ups and downs. He said I got some good news and bad news. The good news is You're alive. You're gonna make it. I think you're out of the woods like oh thank god yes thank you god
0: the <laughs> <Right? bad news. laughs> that guy i didn't even believe him but yeah. thank you. <laughs> you saved my life. Oh.
1: <laughs> the bad news is we're gonna have to take your leg so i was a athlete at this time imagine and i was thankful i was like take i'm thinking i'm gonna take that leg. all my bad luck must have been that foot anyway imagine being thankful for somebody telling you that they're going to take your leg, I was a sports player. I needed that leg. I used that leg every single day. And I was in such a bad position, I was like, take it. I don't need it anymore. I don't want it. It didn't really quite hit me yet until the next day when I had to lift the sheets and I realized that my leg was missing. Mm. I was like, wow, this is real life. This is this is reality right now. It really sunk in. And I tell people my story and they always think that that was the hardest experience that I had to deal with and it wasn't. I had throw up in my lungs for so long. They had me on a breathing machine. And the only way I could learn how to use my lungs again is they had to lower the oxygen just enough that I wouldn't die. But my lungs would have to suffer to work. They would have to struggle to strengthen themselves. So they'd lower the oxygen every night just below me dying. And I would struggle all night. It was like being waterboarded all night long, suffering for air. It was like torture worst experience of my life it was like when i see my mother in the morning i was like don't you leave me here don't you you don't know what they've been doing to me all night don't you leave me here?" and i couldn't speak because i had tubes at my throat but i would give it a look like if you leave me you don't even know yeah they, they are doing bad things to me right here." i was terrified
0: <laughs> they're torturing me yeah they were torturing me
1: <laughs> on top of that i didn't eat or drink anything for over three months wow my, my mouth was so because i asked for it i wasn't allowed to drink anything or else i might have choked on it. My mouth was so parched. I probably had the worst stank breath you could ever imagine. <laughs> it was so dry. I was so uncomfortable. I was starving. People were eating in front of me. It was around Thanksgiving. People were having food around me. I couldn't have one bite. Three months into it, I convinced my mother and my father to dip a little teeny sponge lollipop in a Gatorade and let me suck on it. And let me tell you, <laughs> after not having... An ounce of water or a, a smizzle of food, a little suckle of Gatorade, was the most orgasmic, <laughs> amazing feeling, taste, flavor experience of my life. I wish we would have got it on tape because I could have made a million dollars.
0: That would have gone viral, me. right? It would have gone went viral.
1: I, they would have, been, I would have sponsored, sponsored me all over the world. It was like I had an orgasm. My first taste of Gatorade. It was fantastic. We
0: somehow need to get that to Gatorade.
1: I wish, I really wish it would have been very valuable. But I had to learn how to eat again, drink again, talk again, walk again. My hand had complete atrophy and nerve damage. I was not able to use, move my right hand. And they told me the nerve damage was so bad that I would never be able to move it again. I remember staring at my hand for over nine months talking to my hand, trying to will it back to life. Come on, hand. We've been doing this our whole lives. Just move. I'm not going anywhere until you start moving. I got all day. I got my whole life. And I would talk to my hand over and over and over and over again, like a madman, until one day my finger flickered. Ah. I was like, that's all I need to know. And from that point, I started moving my hand and my fingers and my wrist. And I developed the muscle back again. But when that happened, I couldn't use my right hand, and I couldn't lift my left shoulder. So I would take my right arm to lift up my left hand to do absolutely everything in my life for nine months. I was like, I need this hand back. I was so determined. When you have a strong enough why, you can accomplish anything. Oh, right?
0: That's Yes. It's, yeah. It
1: What's really is. Crazy. It's crazy. The, the, so, the, Kevin, how, what
0: year was this?
1: This happened, if anybody loses numerology, I overdosed on 11 22 11 and i was in the hospital for about 4 months so i left in about in about march of 2012 but i didn't fully recover from all this stuff for another year of talking to my hand and walking they told me to take 2 years to learn how to walk i was running and jogging in 3 months Huh? wow uh, they told me i was never able to move my hand again i moved my hand again in 9 months and now i work out every single day i jump i skydive I cliff jump, I, I box, I work out, I go to the gym. I do everything. I beat all my friends in two-legged sports with one leg.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love
1: it. i won a sexy leg contest on a cruise with one leg, dancing around. I'm pretty
0: I, sure I think I saw that video. Yeah, there's, <laughs> just,
1: there's just no limits to life. The only limits that you have are between your head. But the biggest experience, diff, most biggest difficulty that I had to deal with was a mental and emotional aspect of this because when I got home... The first day I had a girlfriend the whole time I was in the hospital. She was there every single day. When the first day that I got home from the hospital, she broke up with me. And I Uh, thought I had a girl the whole time. And it was kind of devastating to think that I I thought I had this rock and it wasn't there. But I understand why it happens now in retrospect looking for it because it was a dramatic experience. But at that time, I was crushed. Every friend I ever had at that time was a drug addict or a drug user or a drug dealer.
0: Right. So I had no
1: friends. My job was concrete laboring. I needed two legs to do that job, (laughs) however you slice it. (laughs) You can't be 50 stories in the air hanging off the side of a building and not have two legs. It's just a requirement. So I didn't have a career. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have any friends. I had no dignity, self-respect. I had to start over from scratch. And at that point, I was very suicidal and depressed, and I didn't know what to do, but I had two options. I could either wallow in self-pity I use all this trials and tribulations at rocket fuel to ignite a passion in me like nothing before.
0: And I can tell yeah. y'all, he has got this passion like it, no other.
1: <laughs> I chose the latter. I uh, I wrote down a list. I had to learn how to do everything with my right hand, with my left, because I couldn't use my right hand for so long. So I had to learn how to write my left hand and all the things that you can imagine that you do with your strong hand. Imagine doing it with your opposite hand. Going to the bathroom, whatever else, whatever else you want to do, had to learn. I get that. a
0: paper cut, and it's hard yeah. for me to go to the bathroom. Like, okay. <laughs> about
1: it. You know, just, <laughs> just, everybody's stuck in their ways, but I had to learn how to create a new way. So I wrote a list of all the things that I didn't think that I was going to be able to do, and periodically over the years, I crossed off every single one of them. There is well, not anything that I'm not able to do with this
0: And moment. how good did that feel to just brought each thing, like each thing, big, little? I know it was...
1: It's, oh, it's crazy because I was taking painkillers to deal with the pain of neck and back pain, which I still have to this day. But on top of that, now I have a missing leg, nerve damage throughout my body, and have hyperalgesia in my foot, which is a super sensitivity. But all through that, I don't take painkillers. So I had to learn how to deal with these type of pains and Customize my life to fit around these issues that I have that are debilitating. I could no longer work eight-hour days, 12-hour days. I could no longer work on my feet. I could no longer work physical labor. These are all the things that were my positive attributes in my life. So I had to create a whole new life, a whole new identity. So I started reading books. I started listening to Tony Robbins. Mm. I started going to seminars. And I realized that you are only as valuable as you want to be. As much as you invest in yourself is where you will be in life. And I knew I had to use what I had left, which was my brains, my passion, and my heart to make a living and to change people's lives. I started seeing all these terrible stories in the news about people overdosing and dying. And I was trying to change the stigma in society. So I wrote a story my story a positive story of success and championship and i submitted it to the newspaper and they published it on the front page of the sunday advance from that point i inspired thousands and thousands of people i was invited to speak at community events school events all of these different things to speak to the young and the youth and inspire them and show them that there is a different way I went to school. I got my degree in psychology. I wanted to go back to become a doctor, but I realized I did not want to go to school for that long. just wasn't for me. I got, I was really, after I took the drugs out of my life, I was back phenomenal back in school again. I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to work with people. So I started self. Well,
0: you found your passion
1: and your why. I read read well over 250 self-development books. I've been over at least two dozen seminars And I I have mentors in every aspect of my life, and I try to learn a few new things every single day so Hmm. I can pour these things into other people. And I'm the winning against all odds speaker and coach and authors because I share my story and I share what I know implemented through my life to help anybody overcome anything. If you have the right resources, tools, and people around you, you can accomplish anything
0: anything right there's nothing that we can't
1: there's, do there's no limits there's the only limits you have is in your head i mean there were points where i thought i was not gonna be able to walk i'm running and playing sports now i thought who's gonna want to hire somebody with one leg what girl's gonna want to date a guy with one leg let me tell you there's a million people that want to <laughs> hire me and there's <laughs> hundreds of women that want to date me it's all about the value that you bring to the society that you bring to people i try to pour into people's lives And I try to use my X factors, what I've learned in my life, to become valuable in other people's lives. And everybody has something amazing about them. You were created for something beautiful. Not that you have just one thing that you offer this world. There are so many things beautiful about each and every single one of you. And you need to learn how to tap into that, utilize it, and synergize with the right people to make those things invaluable in society, in some kind of program or system. And find your tribe.
0: Oh, your tribe, your tribe is everything. And I hear so much where people are like, and I don't know, I think you might feel this way, but you're not big on social media and Facebook. And I, you know, stand guard at the doorway of your mind, stand guard at the doorway of your social media. My social media is amazing. I have met some of my closest friends and groups on social media.
1: Yeah, I see, I'm a very impulsive person and I am on social media all the time. I have an addictive personality. So I try to utilize social medias for what they are because they are an incredible platform for networking, connecting. But I can get lost in Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all these things for hours. If I get a notification, I'll look back, I'll check back, I'll check back. So I try to limit that. But the tool is just absolutely amazing for connection and everything like that. Yeah, And it's absolutely necessary and vital for any kind of growth that you need in business or networking or anything in this world. So it's a great tool to utilize. I just... It's a double-edged sword for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Look, we yeah. all have our things, right? But, you know, and the tribe and uh, learning and growing, you always got to be learning and growing, right? If you're not learning and growing, as Tony Robbins says, you're dying. And it's so true, you know? And when I, you know, decided that I was no longer going to live on this hamster wheel of life and I wanted to live a life with passion and purpose, my tribe changed. And that was one of my goals this year is to get healthier, I want to get healthier and stronger every day and I want to have the best tribe ever. And I do, I do. And I, and the right people come into your life at the right time. And again, you know, your energy, you know, it's your vibe.
1: <laughs> Absolutely true. I couldn't imagine achieving the things that I've achieved in my life without my tribe, without the people around me.
0: What would you say... Kevin, to anyone who's listening right now and struggling with an addiction that's, you know, thinking, oh, it's not a problem. Well, let's
1: just start off with this. Everybody is an addict. And let me retract this a little bit and explain this. Every single person in this world is an addict. So if you're feeling like you're being judged by other people, like, oh, he's a junkie or he's an addict, so are they. We're all addicted to pleasure. mm We're all addicted to pleasure. Just because your favorite flavor of pleasure is different than mine does not make you any better or any less than me. Some are more destructive than others. You know, some people are addicted to the pleasure of shopping. Some people are addicted to Amazon. Some people are addicted to Netflix. Some people are addicted to cookies.
0: (laughs) You know? Chocolate,
1: chocolate. Use your poison. I mean, some people it's cocaine or alcohol. Some it's sex. You know, anything in... Excess can be dangerous, but we are all wired through our, through our midbrain, through our reward system to be addicted to pleasure. We seek out pleasure and we avoid pain. And They speak about that in Tony Robbins a lot. It's the avoidance of pain and the seeking of pleasure. That's how we operate all of our decisions. So because somebody's fixated on a specific pleasure that they really got hooked onto, there's ways around it. You can literally get addicted to anything by fulfilling three out of the six human needs.
0: Mm. so what what are those
1: so the six human needs are certainty variety significance Ah. love and connection growth and contribution if anything feeds three out of those six human needs you will be addicted to it the good thing is trying to find activities and things that encompass all six of the human needs and use that to substitute those lesser addictions Because you can't be negatively addicted to the need of growth or contribution. There's no other way. You know, significance, variety, certainty, and love, they can be positive or negative. But you need to find things in your life that are conducive for your success, for your purpose, and what you're trying to accomplish. I have a mentor in every single aspect of my life. And I try to stay around people that I know are going to help me grow. And mm-hmm. help me contribute to society in some way. And I have connection. I try to stay in the love connection, growth and contribution in all aspects of all of the relationships I have in my life. Because if they don't fulfill at least two out of those three, I don't have a relationship with that person.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah so powerful you know but and it's these little things you know i tell people because my where i love to live was in fear anger and depression and now i live in grace gratitude and love and it's simple things it's a gratitude practice that's the biggest the biggest thing that's what i tell people like just that way it's so easy we can all do it just smile practice gratitude emotionally pledge yourself with gratitude and it's these simple simple things that you can do every day right right you know, you yes. want muscles, you work out, you go to the gym. Remember, you can't go once every six months. Yeah. You work on them every day. And then what? you have a beautiful life. How beautiful and amazing is your life now?
1: My life is fantastic because I have <sighs> so many things that just bring so much purpose into my life. I've been certified in so many different aspects. I studied under John Maxwell. I became a certified speaker, coach, and trainer through him. Mm-hmm. I've studied under Master University and Tony Robbins. Mary Morrissey, Dream Builder Live. I learned all the different aspects of coaching and implement them all in my practice. I am a certified drug interventionist. I am a family coach. I am a recovery coach, a nutrition coach, an internet addiction coach, a (laughs) sober companion, a regular life coach, an empowerment coach. And what's the other one? i don't even know i have too many i have too many certifications listen
0: if you need a coach you call kevin and i
1: do especially with addiction i go from interventions to family coaching teaching the family how to deal with the person in addiction and help i've had to
0: call you a couple times yeah and you know you were right on it you reached out to the person that i called you about immediately and you know you try to help
1: the multifaceted approach. I mean, there's so many different stages and I just want to be able to help and serve people in all aspects when it comes to addiction because that's what I really know from my life. And when they're heavy into addiction, I get them into an intervention. I put them in a beautiful program, set them up for success, then work with the family, help them how to interact with their family member or their loved one for success, and how to treat them and not enable them. And then I work with them when they get out of their treatment and help them create a life that they love to live. And then I break them into to winning against all odd coaching and really create a life that they love to live. And it's just a, it's a smooth transition. And it's, uh, it's just an, an incredible, powerful process. And I don't just work with people with addiction. I work with people that are trying to create greatness in their lives. Because I've had so many, yeah, Yeah. Anybody that's trying to overcome insurmountable odds that doesn't know where their true power comes from, that has any of these insecurities or anything like that's my,
0: anxieties, you
1: know? Yeah. That's my niche right there. And and it's funny because all greatness comes out of struggle and challenge and pain mm. because I'm writing my second book right now. It's almost done. I'm writing a book called the true warrior Within.
0: Uh, I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: going to be fantastic. It's going to have a lot of life lessons. And take I away. see a
0: movie. I see a movie. Who's going play- actually- <laughs> to play you in the movie, Kevin?
1: I, it's funny because I've actually been approached three times, three separate times to make the book out of a movie and i'm just waiting for the right circumstances the right deal or whatever the case may be and hopefully we'll make that happen who does
0: kevin want to play him in the
1: movie? (laughs) i don't know you know what i always get i look like uh bradley cooper so oh i don't see it i don't see it literally every person that i ever come across oh my god you know you look like bradley cooper so i guess you have somebody that looks like me but you know when somebody says you look like somebody you can't really see yourself but I think that, I guess that would be the most live-like person to play me. I, I, can guess be, I,
0: would, I can dig I guess it. I can dig <laughs> it. I can go with that.
1: <laughs> yes, I yeah, I guess Bradley Cooper I would want me to play.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Kevin, you were just, gosh, your story is unimaginable almost. And to see, you know, where you are. I mean, heck, I met you two years ago. And again, at a seminar, Those they were like, y'all, they were... 12-hour days of being on our feet and exhausted mentally, emotionally, everything. And oh, it was the best week of my life, I'll tell you that. I learned so much and grew so much. And I would look over at Kevin, you know, because he's missing a leg. And I never saw that. I never – you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't define you. That is for sure. Well, thank
1: you. I really do appreciate you saying that because when – Everybody has their insecurities and hangups. And for a while, when I first got out of the hospital, I thought it was going to be a really debilitating aspect of my life. And it was going to define me.
0: Well, you could have let it, you could have let it. certainly
1: could have. have. I've used all of my biggest weaknesses and I've turned them into my biggest strength. There's always a way to do that. If you can take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths, nobody can stop you because you've taken your weak points and made them unstoppable. And that's why, uh, I named my company True Warrior because everybody has the potential to be a warrior inside. They just have to tap into it because everybody has things they're amazing at and they're powerful at. And they're just – they were meant to do that. And then people don't have weaknesses, but they have places of growth that they need to work on or need to find somebody, collaborate, or synergize with people that, that can pick them up in those areas of their lives. Like, for instance, me. I am not good with technology.
0: I'm
1: not saying that I'm always going to be bad with technology. <laughs> But I'm the type of person, I get on a computer, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Kevin's here. (laughs) Self-destruction mode, T minus three, two, one. We are now self-destructing. And it blows up. And every time I touch a computer, it's like that. So I just hire people that are good at computers, and I give them value in other aspects. But I'm a collaborator. If you can find a good team and bring value to other people, they'll lift you up where you're weak or where you need improvement.
0: Well, you know, I've always said... I, went, I see myself on stage, which I never did a million years, right? Never. Never thought I'd be a life coach, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's my passion. So someday we will collab. We will be on stage cheering on and, and helping others just find their why. I'm all
1: for it. I'd like to do like a, a retreat getaway type of yes,
0: thing. Yes, yes.
1: Different coaches and like bring all of our different medicines and expertise together. Oh my like
0: gosh, it would be magic.
1: That would be nice.
0: Life changing. Or We're like gonna put Costa, it out. We're putting Costa. it out there right now. Yeah,
1: Costa Rica, like thirty deep, and oh. you know, bring, bring five or ten of our own clients, and then just intermingle with one another, and bring our own little magic together, and do it powerfully from all different aspects of life.
0: Amen. Nice. Amen, Kevin. Yeah, I love it. Who knew? Who knew? When Amen. I looked over at you. Ah, uh, December of 2017. <laughs> yeah. We'd be changing lives, changing lives,
1: right? Ah, I love it. I, I love it. I'm in complete control of my life. I'm the master of my universe as far as creating a life that I love to live. Like I get to work with who I want to work with, when I want to work with them, make my own schedule, change people's lives, add value, get better and better each day in my whole life. I mean, I'm living life. Oh, I
0: gateway, music by, to my ears.
1: smile on my face. I mean, life couldn't get any better, and it's just fantastic to have people like you in my life, and just to have that confirmation is just fantastic.
0: Oh, well, I love you, Kevin, and I thank you so much for being my guest today and and sharing your story and help to inspire others. So, for anyone who wants to contact you, I will put it in the show notes in here. But if you want to just give a last thought to the listeners and tell them how to get in touch with Kevin,
1: well, my name is Kevin Parker. You can reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, True One Legged Warrior, underscores between each word. You can just look me up on my name, Kevin Parker. You can reach me at Kevin at True It's my email. And I do take private numbers, but I'm not going to give it out here. You can go to my no. website. <laughs>
0: True Warrior Success.
1: Yeah, my, 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 he did
0: wa- say, he did drop the Bradley Cooper thing. So yeah. <laughs> my,
1: my number, <laughs> you could be the judge of that if you uh,
0: go down to my, uh,
1: my social media is so on my website. And my website is True truewarriorsuccess.com. Uh, you can contact me in all those aspects. I love to hear from you. I love to see if there's any way that I can serve you or help you. I just love what I do and I love... Adding value to anybody, whether it be a collaboration on a professional level or on a personal level. One of you or your family members need my assistance or help in absolutely any way. I'd love to be there to help pour into you and guide you in any way that I possibly can. Uh, one thing I want to leave you guys off with is people ask you what you want to do when you grow up. I'm asking you a little different. I want to ask you how do you want to live. How do you want to live? Do you want to work 40 hours a week, 12 hours a day? How do you want to live? Do you want to live near the beach? Do you want to live in the countryside? Do you want to be surrounded by family? Like you only have one life and you are the artist of this masterpiece you call life. Embrace it. Know that you're in control. You can accomplish absolutely anything. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be a drug activist, public speaker, life coach, drug interventionist, author i never wrote anything more than two pages in my whole life in high school right. most of the time i got some somebody else in my class to do it for me <laughs> no less writing a 200, 200 page book all right if there's a strong enough why oh. in your life, you could do anything i'm gonna leave you with this i read a book called the compound effect and they talked about your why how powerful the why is think about this thought process if i was to give you 20 dollars, i was like okay i'm gonna put a 30 foot plank eight inches wide and I'm going to put it across the room, and I'll give you twenty dollars to walk across that plank in the room. What would you do? Yeah, I'll do it for twenty dollars, of course, because you're a wild I get to walk across this plank for twenty bucks. But if I was to take that same plank and put it on to connect two hundred-story buildings, and I was going to say, "Okay, walk across this plank from one building to the other for that twenty bucks," what would you tell me?
0: You're crazy. You're
1: <laughs> because the reason why. That $20 is not a strong enough reason why. But if I was to show you that building was on fire and your son or daughter was over there and the only way that they would survive is if you mustered up the strength to walk across that that plank, would you do it? You could
0: do it. You could do it.
1: You would do it. You would die trying. That's how strong a power of why is. Ah! If you strong enough why, you will do anything. You will run through concrete walls. And you can get crystal clear on what your reason why is and how you want to live and don't ever lose sight of it. Make a vision board, do affirmations, surround your people who believe in you that are going to manifest this into your life because it will become your reality. I have a vision board right above my bed.
0: Oh, I, I haven't go, done that. I haven't Right done on
1: the <laughs> ceiling. It's the best place in the world. You wake up in the morning. The first thing you see is your vision board. You look and you say, these are the things that I want in my life. and I'm going to attain them. The last thing you see before you go to bed is your vision board. You see these things before you close your eyes and you manifest, you dream about them at night. You wake up to them, you go to sleep to them. You eat, breathe, sleep your dreams and they will come true.
0: Ah, oh, Kevin, I love you. I mean, that was, I was just getting emotional listening to it. So someday soon, you guys. Come to see Kevin and Nicole and whoever else, and we will help you live your best life, right? Yes, we will. Amen. Because you can. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. And I hope to have Kevin on here more. I feel like we definitely can talk and talk and talk and talk. So again, thanks for listening, tuning in, you guys. And as always, make it an awesome, awesome, awesome day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coach at gmail.com and have an awesome day.